0: Welcome back to Teachable Moments with April Podcast. I am your host, April. Okay, the article goes on to talk about um, a young person named Helena, and she's a 23-year-old D-transitioner from Cincinnati, Ohio, who was born a biological female, first felt gender uh, dysphoric at age uh, 14. She she says Tumblr sites filled with transgender activist content spurred on her transition. So she felt that it was saturated in with all of this, you know, propaganda and of transgender um, activism. Um, And she feels that that is what... um, you know, influenced her heavily. Influenced her. Okay, so she goes on to be quoted as saying, "I was going through a period where I was just really isolated at school, so I turned to the internet. This is not uncommon." Okay, she recalled in her real life, Helena had a falling out with friends at school. Online, uh, sorry, online. However, she found a community that welcomed her. So everyone, it's a it's a human need to belong. And to be understood and to be accepted. My dysphoria was definitely triggered by this online community. I never thought about my gender or had a problem with being a girl before going on Tumblr. Okay. So like with all things, when we talked about um, in past uh, Wellness Wednesdays um, and recently about young people and how they are influenced by... Um, for good, there's a lot of great things about um, social media. I'm, I'm not against it. Um, but there's also like with all things, you have good things and you have bad things. And then you have positive and you have negative. And um, you have to acknowledge the good, but you also have to acknowledge the bad. Okay. And the things and how vulnerable our young people are. Um, yeah. Yeah. She said she felt political, political pressure. Look at that. Political pressure to transition to. Um, the community was very social justicey. There was a lot of negativity around being a sigh. Okay. Now I've come across this uh, word before, uh side gender, sigh, okay. Um, heterosexual, white girl, and I took those messages really, really personally. So there was a lot being said about heterosexual, in her case, being heterosexual and being a white girl. Okay, now Chloe Cole, a 17-year-old student in California, had a similar experience when she joined Instagram at 11. Okay. I started to be exposed to a lot of LGBT content and activism, she said. I saw how trans people online got an overwhelming amount of support and the amount of praise they were getting really spoke to me because at that time I didn't really have a lot of friends of my own. So you can see there is a theme here. There's a theme here. There are people, young people who feel isolated. Okay. They feel isolated in real life. And then they turn to the internet and social, AKA social media Um, To fill that void, to fill that void that they are filling in their real everyday lives, and then that's where the vulnerability is, and then they fill it with certain things that they later, I'm just going by what they're saying, are regretting. They're not happy about it, okay? Experts worry that many young people seeking to transition are doing so without a proper mental health evaluation. Among them is Dr. Erica um, Anderson, a clinical psychologist specializing in gender, sexuality, and identity. A transgender woman herself, Anderson, there it is, has helped hundreds of young people navigate the transition journey over the past 30 years. So, this individual, Dr. Erica Anderson, is a transgender woman herself. Okay? So, it's not just of, like I keep saying, it's not just of the physical transition. It is your mental state, as well as your spiritual state. Anderson supports. Uh, the, the milestone-filled process lasting anywhere from a few months to several years to undergo, undergo transition. Today, however, she worried that some young people are being medicalized without the proper restraint or oversight. She goes on to say, I'm concerned that the rise of detransitioners is reflective of some young people who have progress through their gender journey very, very quickly she says. She worries that some doctors may be defaulting to medicalization as a remedy for other personal or mental health factors. When other issues important to a child are not fully addressed before their transition, then medical professionals are failing the children they service. Then they go on to say that there was an online survey of detransitioners conducted by Dr. Lisa Littman last year. And 40% said their gender dysphoria was caused by a mental health condition. Okay. And 62% felt medical professionals did not investigate whether trauma was a factor in their transition decisions. It's like with anything, you have to look at the source of something before you move forward effectively. You don't do that; you're going to have problems down the line. In this case, it's it sadly, it's not taking very long for the problems to manifest themselves. It says my dysphoria collided with my general depression issues and body image issues. Helena recalled, "I just came to the conclusion that I was born in the wrong body, and that all my problems in the life, in my life, would be solved if I transitioned." Then it goes on to to say that Chloe had a similar experience. Because my body didn't match beauty ideals, I started to wonder if there was something wrong with me. I thought I wasn't pretty enough to be a girl so that I'd be better off as a boy. Deep inside, I wanted to be pretty all along, but that's something I kept suppressed. She agrees with Dr. Anderson that more psychological evaluation is needed to determine whether underlying mental health issues might be influencing the desire to transition, okay? More attention needs to be paid to psychotherapy, um, Chloe said. We're immediately jumping into irreversible medical treatments when we could be focusing on empowering these children to not hate their bodies, The article goes on to share some information from uh, Marcus Evans, uh, which is the clinical director of adult and adolescent services at Tavistock and Portman NHS Trust in the UK. He says that he saw children being fast-tracked into medical solutions for psychological problems and when kids get on the, as he calls it, the medical conveyor, conveyor belt, they don't get off. They also talk about, he talks about the uh, politicalization of the issues with shutting down proper clinical rigor. That meant quite vulnerable kids were in danger of being put on a medical path for treatment that they may well regret. Then he goes on, ND transitions are getting younger and hastier. Puberty blockers are commonly administered at the first sign of development to children as young as 9 years old, according to the World Professional Association for Transgender Health. Testosterone and estrogen injections are frequently prescribed at the age of 13 or 14, despite some industry recommendations of 16 years old. And serious surgeries like mastectomies are sometimes performed on children as young as 13 years old. Now, this puts me in the mind of, of someone that I used to work with, and she was a speech pathologist. And when she'd go to different types of conferences and, and stuff and conventions, uh, respective of her profession, she had started to tell uh, me and some other uh, workers, co-workers uh, paraprofessionals that she was saying that they were even talking about um, transitioning um, young children even in these like conferences and conventions and it, it disturbed her it disturbed her and I'm seeing this now in this information in this one article as well as like I said this TikTok um, video that someone sent me of a female that had transitioned into a male and now is in the process uh, of detransitioning themselves. And I believe Joey Meza uh, is 27 years old, somewhere in his 20s. Don't quote me, but I think that's what he said in the TikTok video. It goes on to say that although medical intervention for minors requires parental consent, many mothers and fathers approve surgery and hormone therapy at the recommendation of affirming medical professionals or even out of fear their child may seem, might seek self-harm if denied treatment. It goes on to say it's very hard for parents uh, to know exactly how to evaluate their own kids and they rely quite heavily on experts to tell them said Jane Wheeler, a former regulatory healthcare attorney who uh, founded Rethink Identity Medicine Ethics, a nonprofit that promotes ethical, evidence-based care and treatment for dysphoric children. There's obviously a lot of concern about the capacity for the adolescent or minor to fully appreciate what medicalization really means. So it, when I spoke to Ms. Mary about this, she, um, she asked a question. She says, where are their parents at? So actually, I actually for once have an actual quick answer is that they're there and they are giving consent because they believe that their children might harm themselves if they don't sign off on these, these medical treatments that are irreversible. Then it goes on to say that medical professionals typically follow the affirmative care model, which is supported by the American Psychological Association, validating a patient's expressed gender identity regardless of their age. As a result, detransitioners frequently report that getting prescriptions is a breeze. A total of 55% said their medical evaluations felt inadequate according to dr litman's survey and helena's case all it took to get a testosterone prescription was run one trip to planned parenthood when she was 18 she said she was given four times the typical oh my god she said she was given four times the typical starting dose by a nurse practitioner and less than an hour without ever seeing a doctor oh my god Okay, Chloe says she was fast-tracked through her entire transition from blockers, puberty blockers, to a mastectomy in just two years with parental consent. The only pushback she says she encountered came from the first endocrinologist she saw who agreed to prescribe her puberty blockers but not testosterone when she was 13. But she says she went to another doctor who gave her the prescription with no trouble. Now, I, I skimmed down because it's a, it's a long article. It says that all these treatments can ri- uh, run the risk of side effects that critics argue are too serious for children to fully understand. Plus, their bodies are still growing and developing. It says, in the short term, puberty blockers can stunt growth and affect bone density, while the long-term effects are still unknown since they were only approved by the FDA in 1993. Side effects of testosterone include high cholesterol, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, blood clots, and even infertility. Currently, just three states, Arkansas, Arizona, and Texas, At policies limiting gender-affirming treatments for minors, including surgery, hormones, and speech therapy. That's probably why the lady that worked with me, the pathologist, they were talking about it. There you go. Then it goes on to say, for those who ultimately end up uh, regretting their transition, the consequences of hormone therapy and surgery can be devastating. For Helena... Uh testosterone caused emotional instability that accumulated commonly well that's the word accumulated. I'm saying it wrong, but that's how I said. it. With two hospitalizations for self-harm. So instead of parent a lot of parents who agree to uh these procedures, they say it's because they, they're they're fearful that if they don't agree to it, that their children will do self harm. This seems to be the opposite for Helena. Um, Her parents gave her permission, and she actually tried to self-harm herself after she had it done. So it was the opposite. They gave her the consent, and she went through all the process, as they said, the conveyor belt there, uh, of, of transitioning. And it wasn't because they refused her. It's because they gave her consent, and she couldn't handle it emotionally, mentally. While in the hospital, she came to the realization that her transition was a mistake I saw a montage of photos of me and when I saw how much my face changed and how unhappy I looked I realized this was all effed up and I shouldn't have done it it was a really dark time so of course the people that um, are in question that they're quoting and, and sharing their stories Helena Chloe and so forth they're showing their pictures as their original gender as well as the transition gender